Sometimes, ghosts get a little touchy on a ghost hunt, and it can freak you out. Here are some of my favorite protection tips and tricks to stop ghostly shenanigans. You're listening to Ghostly Activities. I'm your guide, Jacob Rice, and this is three paranormal protection tips for ghost hunters. But I've got some extra tips for you, and I got a couple of stories. Because <laughs> you know I would. All right. So, do you really need protection against ghosts and spirits? And in my experience, it really comes down to you, your beliefs, and how vulnerable you are to spirits. People like who tend to be fearful of the unknown seem to be more susceptible to ghost spirits and energy draining. And I also find people who have unrealized psychic abilities tend to be at risk. Meanwhile, doubting Thomases and people with a really strong thinking preference, this is like the MBTI stuff you hear about, they don't seem to have the problems with spiritual attacks or energy draining, and I'm thinking it's partly due to their skepticism. Personally, I've never had ghosts try to do anything dangerous, but then again, I usually don't give them that chance. And here are my personal tips for ghostly protection. Tip number one is to use your willpower. Willpower is underrated. A strong belief in yourself can deflect ghosts and spirits that might want to take too much energy. To ramp up my self-generated protection, I imagine myself as a wall or a big sturdy tree with roots going down into the earth. And that balances and grounds me. Then I can let the spirit know what it can or cannot do. And it works like a charm for me. And it's my go-to protection tip. Tip number two, grab some onyx or obsidian. These have been... A... There have been a few times when I brought more than just my willpower. <laughs> In those cases, I wore an onyx or obsidian bracelet, and these stones are great for generating a protective sphere to fend off ghostly energy draining, and if you have psychic abilities, add a few tiger's eyes stones to it um, to ramp up the protection. I, I wrote a more detailed article about this, um, about my go-to list of protection stones and crystals, so I can put that in the um, show notes below. Next tip three, salt does the trick. I do love salt to make a protective circle, I gotta tell you. Back in Chicago, I had a case where something chased me and my BFF around an old haunted brownstone, and I poured an inch-wide line of kosher salt along the doorway, and that stopped it right in its tracks. So if you bring the salt, always pour it along anything like an opening, and that could be a doorway, a threshold, out the home, windows, even heating vents. Um, but I got some more tips for you. And first is the white light protection bubble. I'd recommend creating the protection bubble before you arrive at the haunted location. And for this trick, just imagine a pure white bubble forming around your chest. Then let it fully surround your body like you're inside an egg. And set an intention like nothing bad or ghostly can penetrate the sphere. And on your ghost hunt, do the exercise again a few times just to make sure it remains strong and impenetrable. Next up, though, is setting boundaries with the dead. And I like this one a lot. It usually goes along with tip number one, one on willpower. And when you walk into the haunted place and stop and stand still, then speak aloud. So talk out loud what your intentions are to the ghost and tell them exactly how they can interact with you. 
from time to time, repeat your intentions and how the spirits can engage with you. And when you leave, thank them for letting, letting them have a conversation with you. And just let them know they have to stick around the haunted place. They can't follow you home. <laughs> That's a big one. I always say, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. You have to stay here. I'm, I have to go home and you don't get to follow me. Now, I also get asked, why not use prayer? And for self-protection, sure, go ahead. Your confidence and spiritual belief system can really help with protection. The problem happens when you try to use those beliefs on a ghost or spirit, because if they don't share your beliefs, it could backfire. And I got a couple stories about this. The first one is from Phoenix, Arizona. And a family had moved into a suburban home and contacted me because they were experiencing poltergeist activity, which is really rare, folks. It's like one in a million chance you're going to have a poltergeist. Um, so they had just moved into their new home and they had a priest come out, Catholic family, to bless the home. And after that, things just went crazy. This is when the activity really ramped up. But it turns out that the area had been home to the Pima tribe and they were forced out to nearby reservations. So I asked them to contact the tribe to see if they could help with the spirits and help them move on. I'm definitely not qualified in this, so you know, always ask for expertise if you need it. And the tribe did. And after that, the activity settled down. It wasn't poltergeist. I mean, things would still move, but it was nowhere near as physically violent as it was before that. And next, this one comes from Brooklyn. A newlywed couple in New York City asked me for some help because they had a shadowy figure in their home. And it seemed to be a woman appearing in mirrors. They also contacted a priest to do a blessing on their condo, again, Catholic family. But after the activity, but after that, the activity had increased. And it, while it wasn't sinister, they could hear the whispers. Their cats would freak out, hide all day, and it would take things like keys. If you're looking to leave, right, you got to lock your doors. The keys would be missing and just turn up in odd spots. So in this case, I used a genealogy site to find out who the spirit could be in life. And it turned out there was a, a longtime Jewish family that had lived in the apartment building and in that apartment for decades, for decades. So I asked them just to contact a local rabbi to see if he could do something and he did come over and things stopped actually the rabbi knew the family that had lived in the apartment slash condo before that so just some things to keep in mind when it comes to protection and you know why prayer can be a hit or miss um so thanks for listening in and if you like this podcast and the tips i give right uh, please like, rate, subscribe, tell your family and friends about it. I greatly appreciate that. And with that, have a lovely day. Take care.